Welcome to City Limits. I'm Kevin. And I'm Ian. And once again, uh, we had to take a little break. We did. It wasn't my fault. Some of it was your fault, but yeah. A bigger part was my fault because I got COVID. You caught COVID. It did. It caught me. I don't think I caught it. It caught me. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't pleasant. I don't care what anybody says. There's a lot of people who say it's not that bad, but it was. I, I, I got it pretty bad. And I didn't. I know. Which is... <laughs> I, I did a very good job isolating. And I did a very good job waiting on you, didn't I? <laughs> you did. <laughs> you knock on the door and say, there's something outside. <laughs> I'm not coming in. I came in. I know. I'm just kidding. I had a mask on, but I came in. Yeah, it was not pleasant. And, you know, it, it was it was several days of a terrible headache, a terrible taste in my mouth. Everything, a sore throat and just yeah. had to sleep a lot. I just slept it all off. I did sleep a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and, I'm, I mean, and I'm still tired. <laughs> we're kind of maybe laughing about it, but obviously it's not a laughing matter, right? No. People die by die from it. So. Yeah, no, it's very scary. And I know people, you know, it's still, it's a bad flu season. It's just going to be a bad, I think it's going to be a bad combination of things. You know, we haven't been, people haven't gotten colds in three years. So I think everybody's going to get sick this winter. Hopefully not too bad though. Yeah. So when we, when you caught COVID, mm-hmm. we were prepared to do a show. We were. <laughs> so I think you were trying to say that I was avoiding. <laughs> um, and, and most of that was regarding the, uh, I'll just read this headline, Patriot Ledger. Mm-hmm. Quincy officials, without extra $23 million for a new police station, we don't have a project. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we had had our council meeting and then um, they were looking for $23 million extra and um our feet are to the fire here. And it's a good kick in the pants of the city council because it's 19 months later after we approved $120 million to come back for $23 million. And they're saying, if we don't give it to them, we don't get a police station, which is really unfortunate because we don't have, you know, the thing is, is when we gave them the approval for $120 million, it was supposed to go out that summer to bid. And we were supposed to start in August of 2021 with the intentions that we would be in the new headquarters by the summer of 2023. And after 19 months, um, the administration came back and basically told us that it was everything, including the war in the Ukraine, that's going to make us cost $23 million more. And we won't be in the new building until 2025. And then according to, I don't know, I don't know where you want to start with this. I, I mean, I was so much better prepared a couple of weeks. <laughs> oh, sure. This is not my fault. <laughs> but the city has now a number of project managers, right? Mm-hmm. What, three or four? I forget. Yeah, I think at least three. I was kind of shocked because there was one gentleman that I didn't know who he was. I had to ask, like, I'm sorry, you know who Joe Shea Jr. is? He was with um, Woodwood and Curran, and now he's with his own company. But, but Woodwood and Curran is also involved. Woodwood and Curran, Granite Partners, are, right. and then this gentleman, Steve Cruschel. You may not um, be pronouncing that correctly. But I did have to ask him where he was from. I did look him up and, you know, I was surprised because he is, he was um, part of the former Streetworks that, yeah. that left the city and he worked with Streetworks all the way back to the Connecticut project um, and came over to Quincy and been working with Quincy until 2014 when Streetworks was, you know, pretty much asked to leave the city because they weren't producing what anticipation of what we were supposed yeah, to get. That leads me to a question. I mean, Street works. Why? I'm not saying this this gentleman's work is bad or mm-hmm. his company is bad, but why would you even? Yeah, I don't well, know. One thing: like when you hire people, you, you know, you're saying street works. Street works kind of reneged on what they were supposed to do for the yeah. city of Quincy, 
And this gentleman worked he for Streetworks. too much. And, and he rolled out of Streetworks and stayed in the city of Quincy doing projects in the city of Quincy. And, you know, I, again, I'm not trying to knock him, but I'm just trying to say, like, you didn't have a good relationship with Streetworks. It would usually companies don't, you, people don't you go. create high. a little distance. Yeah, you create a little distance. You go and go create, you know, go show us that you you have all these capabilities someplace else. But, you know, this is a company that we've hired and, and Streetworks didn't deliver. And, you know, this gentleman was the lead um, OPM in front of us about the $23 million, basically telling us it's, you know, everything, it's a perfect storm of problems. If you remember right, Streetworks had a perfect storm of problems too. And there was another gentleman there too. from mm-hmm. um, Suffolk Construction. Suffolk Construction. Yeah. Yeah. And why don't we start with what he said, because something really irked me <laughs> um, when I heard it. He said they, they, they eliminated dozens of items, but then he went on to say... The public safety's headquarters, this isn't like it's the Ritz-Carlton, <laughs> where there's a hundred different things we could modify just a little bit, and they're still super nice. This is a utilitarian building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? Has he looked at the, the elevation drawings? Yeah. It's a utilitarian building that's going to be built with the top materials. Um, with turret windows, mm-hmm. copper roofs, mm-hmm. slate roof, mm-hmm. landscaping up the Yazoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nothing that was scaled back, and the administration pretty much said the same thing. They're not changing. Uh, they're not changing anything in that building. It certainly doesn't look like a utilitarian building. They had 19 months that they could have gone back to those plans and changed even the way the the, the windows were, uh, the, the 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 roof line, or just simplified some things that could save millions of dollars for the taxpayers of the city of Quincy. But you know, they have this, and this is what they want. And the other thing that was interesting was. When it got approved in April of 2021, the plans that they were using were from October of 2020. Now, what I say about that, it's like a, the plans were six months old. We approved them in April of 2021. We were supposed to have a building done in 2023, but then they found out in the summer that supposedly, you know, the plans weren't complete. Right. <laughs> and now they're holding your feet to the fire, right? Saying, I heard him, I heard the mayor in a podcast say like, Another six to eight weeks, and, and that would probably endanger the project, right? It's standard in Quincy. It, yeah. it's, it's always, it's you know, they waited 19 months to bring but it to us. this article from January 14th, 2022 in the ledger, skyrocketing costs impact Quincy Police Station construction pushed back. It says here, $150 million plan to build a station in neighboring garage has been in the works for years, and the city councilors granted a final $120 million funding request in April. Mm-hmm. A general contractor was chosen shortly after, but Mayor Koch said bids for construction came back higher than expected amid nationwide skyrocketing costs. That was the dog. This is an article from January 14th, 2022. Skyrocketing costs impact Quincy Police Station project construction pushback. And it's basically the mayor saying that um, bids for construction came back higher than expected. So in response, Koch said the city is taking a wait and see approach. The mm-hmm. city was initially told construction could start as soon as late August and the police department could move in by the fall of 2023. But the timeline has now been pushed back. Mm-hmm. And here's the quote. The beauty is there is no urgency. Coke said, we hit the streets looking for bids at a crazy time, so we're working on getting it down. Why spend all those millions to save eight or ten months? Yeah, so, and the thing is, is they didn't tell us at that time, what, how many millions are we talking about? Were we talking about ten million at that time? Because now it's 23 million. 
And, you know, the, the real frustrating part of this, Kevin, is that there was, you know, this is just articles that are playing out in the newspaper, the administration saying, we're going to, we're going to try to save, we're not going to rush to, to get something done as soon as possible because we'll save money over time. And now they're saying it's $23 million, you know, take it or leave it. If you don't do it, you're not getting a project done. Yeah. And they didn't tell you the dozens of items they eliminated. Nothing. Nothing. Right. But yeah. they said they saved some money with waiting six months, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they also state as part of that money is infrastructure for Broad Street. Mm -hmm. And you brought up a point mm -hmm. about COVID money. Mm -hmm. Could be used to for the infrastructure. Yep. Offset these yep. prices. Yeah, which that could have been used to, to pay for this these infrastructure. Mm -hmm. But no, we didn't use any COVID money for any projects in the city of Quincy, other than twenty million dollars to purchase buildings. Um, you know, the Monroe Building, the Verk Building, a house in West Quincy, a marina. But you know, when it came when it comes to the taxpayers, and that's really what the COVID money was supposed to be used for was to offset. To offset costs that we're going to save taxpayers in the long run. So instead, we could have been using this money for the infrastructure, the road work that was being done over there, any of the stuff that was being done for the police station. But instead, that's not what happened. And the city of Quincy is going to get charged another $23 million for a, I'm going to say it's a police station because they call it a public safety building, but we're going to have to build a fire headquarters on Washington Yeah, they don't talk too. much about that. Because it's going to cost millions and millions of dollars too. So right. this is just really in the, the hundreds of millions, of hundreds of million dollars. Yeah, because nothing's going to be cheap. But and there's more projects coming. So this twenty three million dollars is just the beginning. And we're headed. And the mayor has also said and, and the administration has also said we're headed into a recession. But he didn't say we're headed into a recession. Two podcasts ago, I think the average person knows we're in a recession. <laughs> we are Maybe recession. not the worst recession, but I don't see how you get around that. One. Yeah. Well, you can't. So and the thing is, is that there's only so much that the taxpayers can take. Because their pockets are strapped too, because their utility, their utilities are going up. You hear electricity and gas this winter are going up fifty percent, thirty percent, and the cost of their foods, everything, everything that they outlined in this project that's going to cost twenty three million dollars more is also happening to the average taxpayer at home. Right. Their salaries are not increasing. I mean, and even his his media communications guys said, you know, people are going without prescriptions and stuff. Mm -hmm. So why can't they cut some of this stuff and save money? They they could, but they don't want to because right. they don't want they to. They don't want to. They don't want to. And because he wants to play architect and landscape, yeah, landscape and it, designer. And, and and the thing is, is it still it doesn't mean it's going to be lacking if it was to change the roof line or to change the materials because it doesn't mean because they're basically saying what was done in 1980 was a terrible building and we are never going to let that happen again. This administration will pretty much want to take down every building that was ever built before. His decision to build something is everything's terrible. Yeah, and I'm not saying that the police station doesn't deserve to come down and a new one doesn't have to go up. It deserved I, to be. I approved 120 million dollars. Yeah. I think it has to have to happen. Right. I'm not the one who's creating the problem here. 19 months of inactivity, but there's a million other projects that came in before them, before the police station. You know, they, yeah. that, that they're willing to charge the taxpayers for at a very high rate. And these enabling projects that they have from farther bills to the um, animal shelter, those were there and they were part of the project. So to come back and say, well, you know, we, we saved money by not moving farther bills. That's not my problem. That was part of the, that was part of the plan. And they might've saved a little bit of money, but it's costing $23 million more. Right. And I'm just really just, just disappointed in the fact that there's no transparency on how they're doing this. And this is not how good government works. You know, the city of Lawrence, Kevin, is getting a new police station. It's half the size of what ours is. It's much less. And they're getting, they're going to have it done early in 2025. And, you know, ours is going to cost, 
theirs is going to cost about $937 a square foot, and ours is going to cost somewhere in the thirteen to $1,400 a square foot. Wow. Because you know what? It's a utilitarian building. <laughs> it's a utilitarian building that mm-hmm. looks like... Um, mm-hmm. well, let's remind people, like. Pine Hill Cemetery does need to be done, but they, they're putting in a $2.5 million visitor center that's ridiculously 17 expensive. 17 by 30 17 by 30 feet 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 with two two rooms two offices a, a single floor and a bathroom and that's going to that's going to cost 200 and you know why because the materials are right. top top shelf yeah and again it's not to say that we don't need things done at pine hill cemetery but do we need to spend the way we're spending especially when we know we're headed into a recession no, no, head into a recession. We are in a recession. That is, I don't know if we are, but he that's, says that's we what are. he said. We are. He thinks we are. The point, though, though, is you can't say you can't say in one thing and then say that we that that the costs that are out of control. We have to take control of the cost and decide what it is that we're trying to accomplish here in the city of Quincy. And if we're going to, you know, if we're going to bankrupt the taxpayers over the projects that we seem to think that we can't. Right, and if you firmly, if you firmly believe we're in a recession, why not? Prove to the taxpayer that you can you control know, costs. Control costs, yeah, and save money. Or if if you've waited this long, because the threat is if you don't get this, if we don't say this now, the the right. They quoted their McKinsey report. Mm-hmm. Um, McKinsey report says right here: overall cost inflation for materials is expected to begin cooling by the end of 2022 and largely return to typical levels by mid 2023. Mm-hmm. Supply chain related disruptions should begin to ease. So, I mean, I don't know. You, you can look up anything, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and find different different outcomes. outcomes. And that's what I said when we were having, I mean, Suffolk Construction was in front of us and they were they had some Google, they had some Google documents that they provided for us, letting us know, like, this is truly a problem. But he also said they're beginning to see the, the cooling of mm-hmm. caused by federal interest rates. And right. But the, but, the, the, but the point that I'm trying to say, Kevin, is that we are in, you know, it's, 20, it's 2022. 2023 is right around the corner and we're rushing this now when they waited 19 months and you know we don't know what's ahead of us and they're saying it could cost us more money but we're not there's no there's no notes there's nothing for us to go back to say yes they did everything they possibly could they just brought a 23 million dollar increase to our budget and they had 10 million dollars in contingencies already so i don't know what it was in 2022 because it was not they they couldn't say our prices were coming in you know 10 percent higher five percent higher it's 23 million dollars now and we're just left to say, oh, you've done a great job. Of course, we'll say yes. Right. And it's disappointing to me because I think, you know, it's there's a lot of pressure on the city council to say yes. Because if you don't say yes, it's like you're saying you don't believe the police station needs to be done. That's not true. We said yes to $120 million. And that's your budget. Yeah. And at some point, you have to stay within your budget. I don't, yeah, you should be able to. Even, if, even with inflation, because you would have to go back and say, what is it that we can live without? I remember when this administration first came into office and it was the new Quincy High School that was astronomically expensive. And he was not going to allow that mm. to happen to the taxpayers of the city of Quincy. He was going to hold everybody accountable and that we weren't going to have a Taj Mahal Quincy High School. Right. And did and, he take out the AC or something? Yeah, part he, took, of it? he took up. There was there was there were things that were in it that he took out that we streamlined. And, you know, what? This, the building is beautiful. But here's the thing. There was a different there was a different tactic for that. And now we're in a different time, but there is absolutely nothing that doesn't come before us that they're not willing to spend money on. And there's so many projects that are being done and they're not being completed. So another frustrating part is is some of the headlines made it sound like there were other city councilors that were worried about it, but really there's only one. <laughs> um, Ward two councilor Anthony Andronico 
arguing for the administration, he tried to prove everything wrong. When did inflation spike in general? Mm -hmm. In 2021. It didn't hit above 3% until April of 2021. It was 4.2. December 2021, it was 7%. That's general inflation. Mm -hmm. But it was widely known. Mm -hmm. In the construction world. In the construction world. The major challenge facing the, this is May of 2021. Over the past several weeks, the major challenge facing the U.S. residential construction industry, non-residential construction industry, has shifted from COVID-19 induced disruptions to ongoing surge in material prices, said ABC chief economist Anurban Basu. Non-residential input prices have surged, and much of that increase has occurred since the start of 2021. Mm-hmm. Since the building design and construction material prices soared 20% between January 2021 and 2022. So we were supposed to be out for bid for this in in, in the summer of 2021. And in January of 2022 is when the city of Quincy was like, hey, you know, we decided not to rush this and we're going to save some money. We never knew what the prices were. They just said that the numbers were coming in higher. They didn't lock anything in and they could have. And there's other there's other organizations that were able to do that. They were flexible with certain things that we had a contingency that was built into it. They could have come back to us and they could have told us it's going to cost $10 million more. I don't know. I just know that it went to $23 million and they're telling us that they did everything in their power to save the taxpayers money. Yeah. And I'm not I'm sorry that I can't I can't trust the people that are telling me that because they're, they're not showing anything. They're not showing anything. They're giving me Google, uh, you know, Google things. I, I trust the fact that, that they're professionals that are coming up before us, but, you know, they were working on it for 19 months. And there was only things that we could find out. The city of Quincy and the taxpayers and the counselors were able to read what was presented to us in the newspapers from this administration. There was no transparency of what was happening. They weren't bringing it before us. They weren't giving us any updates. They weren't giving any opportunities for us to discuss or talk about things. There were no changes to the architectural plans to show us that, other than to the garage, to show us that they were trying to pull those costs down and in. There's no, you know, in the schools, they have a construction committee and there's somebody from the school committee that would be on that. So you'd be able to hear everything that was going on and report back to people. There's nobody that I know of that's on the city council that sits on those, those that sits in those planning meetings. Yeah. And to suggest that, to come before us and say, you know, we're out, this is a hard bid that we're out for. And if we don't say yes to it, we're going to lose the bid. It's going to cost us more money. Is putting our feet to the fire and basically saying you yeah. have no choices. And they have. Basically, the, they're saying we don't need you, city council. We don't. You just need. And, and you know what? There's the, and the taxpayers in the city of Quincy, it's like, it's too bad that you, you're going to have to. We need this. And there's nothing, there's nothing that they're not saying to us, oh, and by the way, we're not going to put this on the table or that on the table. And when you look at the COVID money, I'm just going to go back to it. When they bought $3 million worth of fire equipment, they could have used $3 million from the COVID money to buy that. They were buying vehicles. They could have used COVID money to buy vehicles. Those were things that they bonded last spring that they could have, again, offset by not bonding it and then come back and say, we didn't use, we have to tax, we have to, we have to raise the $23 million, but we were able to save in these 12 areas, $12 million through COVID money, because we were, we're trying really hard to make sure that we're balancing this so that it doesn't hurt the taxpayers. Nope. All of the COVID money was spent on things that, that didn't offset against the taxpayers' backs. So, so I think we should probably stop talking about this, but it's, it's going to easily cost around $200 million, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to have slate, copper. So it's, it'd be a testament to like, I don't care about the taxpayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So and, and it's not, and it's only going to have um, the emergency management team in there. It's going to have the 911 operators. It's going to have the fire department, to, like the headquarters. That's not going to be the headquarters. It's going to be a separate headquarters for the fire department. So it's not truly, it's not, it, it's probably like 10% of the building is going to be for the other management pieces of public health, public safety headquarters. And 90% of it's going to be for the police station, you know? So unfortunately, you know, we're going to be back to the table or maybe not, maybe that won't be a priority. Maybe the fire headquarters won't be a priority. I don't know because they're not being there. Again, there's not a full picture. And there's a lot of people, taxpayers who believe that this public safety headquarters is is a combination of these two buildings that we're pulling it all together. It's not, it's, it's really a misnomer. It's just really, it's 90. And I'm not, I'm not saying it's just, and the police department deserves to have this taken care of. They've been waiting in line behind so many other things. And that's what's truly frustrating to me. They sit here and think, you know, Pine Hill Cemetery got prioritized over the police station. $16 million. Well, it wasn't just the the last couple of years. It could have been done years ago. He's been mayor for 16 years. This was this was supposed to be done, as far as I remember, this conversation about the the police station has been going back since Quincy High School was built. You know, Quincy High School was built and they were talking about the the, the dire need of this building to be renovated and taken care of. Not renovated, to be taken down. And it's taken 16 years to do it. And now we're, it's going to cost, you know, another $23 million. And then it's 150, it was $120 million plus $30, $30 million to purchase land. And now another 20, 23. So we're easily up to $175, $180 million for this police station. So we, I hope they come back with a list of things they cut and maybe a list of things they're going to cut. You yeah. Know. No, they're not, they're, so this is the whole point, Kevin. There's not going to be a list of things they're going to cut. This is it. There, there's um, nothing they're going to do. This is a hard bid that they're going out for. There's nothing we can cut. We can't cut anything. Well, why it, do they need four project managers? Because, you know, they, they could save the money right there. <laughs> but I guess I guess they need four project managers because, you know, they need a lot of people to... Like the, the general, just, you know, Suffolk is a general manager and, that, and that's I a different thing. But the, like the fact that we have so many project managers on it and it's just, it's beyond me. Like it doesn't make sense. I think it's because they have enabling projects, which were also overbid. Again, these are things that we knew. They knew this is the location they wanted it to be in. They knew that we had these challenges. And when they brought it before us, they didn't have solutions for those enabling projects as to how they were going to be able to manage that site to do all the things that they needed to do. Mm-hmm. And in the end, you know, the animal shelters in a temporary location, <laughs> you know, Father Bills is fundraised themselves and they're building their own building and they're on time and on budget. They're not $23 million over. Right. So why don't we talk about another issue? Yeah. Uh, maybe this podcast should come out tomorrow. So there's an event that everybody should be aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is from the Globe. New Abigail Adams statue to be unveiled in Quincy nearly a decade after original sculpture was removed. And that's going to be Saturday, which is the 5th uh, at 11 a.m. in front of the First Parish Church. Of course, in March, there was a group of over 100 people mm-hmm. basically demanding that 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 Abigail be represented in the in the common there, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it's good to see that you know there's a quote in here in this in this Globe article. I think I've heard him say it before. The bottom line is the arguments I've heard are right. Cook said at the time that Abigail's been part of our planning is not good enough. She's not there now. Right. So I guess. That's an admission that maybe they didn't. Yeah, they, I, I think I think the issue there is that you know it, it, she was omitted from the original plan, 
And when it was brought before them, they were going to do a lot of other things like Abigail was going to be represented further down in the square and they were going to do all these other things. But the reality of it is, is she, she belongs in, she belongs in, in, in near the, the, the United First Parish. And they, the people that were protesting would have been just as happy to have the old Abigail and John back. Right. But, you know, it doesn't work with the vision of Adam, the Adams Green. So there's a new statue that's being created. Right. And it's really unfortunate. Because by the same sculptor. By the same sculptor. So, so I, haven't um, seen, I haven't seen it, so hopefully it will The ledger be describes, uh, says he's an Italian sculptor. I think he's Russian. Yeah, I don't know. You think he maybe lives in Italy? Yeah, I think everybody's interested in what this is going to look like. Yeah, and the thing is, is, it's unfortunate that it wasn't part of the original plan as to how she was going to fit in, but she's going to be there. And, you know, that's a, that I would say for those people who stood out, and I stood out there, that were concerned about it, they their voices were heard. And, yeah. you know, I, you know, so many times... You know, it's 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 easy to to say like all the things are doing wrong, but in this particular case, it was it was an oversight that was shouldn't have happened. She should have always been part of the plan, but she's now part of the plan, and right. it is costing. I mean, this is another thing people have said to me. Well, that park cost a lot of money, and they had to tear down trees and do things like that. This is true, but you know what? Sometimes we have to fix things, and this is something that's being fixed. And Abigail and John are back in Marymount Park. Mm-hmm. Yep, and there'll be a couple speakers. I think uh, Steve Lynch will also speak. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, Catherine Algor, president of the Historical Society, and Danielle Allen from Harvard University will also speak. Uh, there's a quote in the Globe here from Danielle Allen. Abigail Adams was a visionary, Allen said. Right from the beginning, she understood that the founding was partial and imperfect. She knew revision would be required in the direction of inclusion and power sharing, and she was an advocate for those values from 1776 on. Mm-hmm. So, and she's excited to be there. So, this should be a, a good event. I think it's been a great event. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I'm just, I'm just very proud of the people who organized and and stood there and didn't take no for an answer. And you know, that through common grounds, they were able to make this work. And like I said, I'm more than happy to give credit where credit's due. This is something yeah. that was overlooked. And the administration has come back and recognized it and is now is retrofitting her into the park. But it's still something that's something we should be applauding. Yep, absolutely. So, Anne, do you know what time it is? I think it might be listeners' mail. It is listeners' mail. <laughs> Some of this listeners' mail may be a little stale. It might be. Again, I'm sorry. I got COVID. It <laughs> really giving me a hard time. And I'm still, I still have a cough. I think I've done pretty good during this, this you know. This one, you may have seen it in the sun, but but they also sent it to us. <laughs> Dear editor, another of the many voices chiming in about the police station cost overruns. It seems to be a theme that the Quincy government says, trust us, we got this, while simultaneously asking for more money. I understand a number of factors have contributed to the cost overrun. More than the $10 million contingency. Why, specifically? As a taxpayer, I appreciate the great work of our local government services. Our roads are in good shape and our parks are loved. When City Council discusses additional funding needed for a construction project, an additional 23 million, I think it's time to ring the alarms. Who feels so spectacularly that the cost is overrun by this amount? Was it the architect that miscalculated so deeply or the city's facilities and project managers that dropped the ball? One or another particular contractor? The city owes it to us, the taxpayers, to be transparent as to how and why these cost overruns are happening. Now, more than ever, we need to be 
finally responsible. And all the time, we need our elected officials to be communicative, transparent, and honest. Forthcoming would be a nice word to associate with city government as well. Come forth with information rather than what has become the norm, it would seem, that we have to hound local government for even half answers, hoping for better. That was very critical. But, you know, I think what's happening, and I, I get a lot of phone calls from people, is that people are just feeling the pinch, Kevin, in their own homes. And they, you know, we're constantly going back and asking them for more, and we're not really showing that we're doing the best that we can. Yeah. You know? I mean, 19 months of silence from the administration and coming back saying $23 million, you know, and if you don't do it, you know, we're not going to have a project. Well, you have $120 million. Maybe you can go back to the drawing board and, and you know, stick with that price. Yeah, or almost a year ago, so no rush. Yeah, no rush. But now now we, now we're a feeder to the fire because yeah. now we're in a rush. Yeah. Yeah. Um, here's another one. Same topic. This is from John. Oh, that one was from Ryan. This one is from John. Here we go again. The city of Quincy receives city council approval for project funding. City starts the project and then more money is required. A never-ending pattern of behavior by Mayor Koch and his incompetent administration. After requesting and receiving approval for over $150 million for the police station, now the mayor needs another $23 million. Will this really be all the money required? Based on the city administration's track record for being over budget with city projects, then most likely this is not the end of money request for this project. Where will it end? $200 million, $225 million, or $250 million? While the police department needs a new building, do they need a building costing $175 million or more? I think not. Quincy City Councilors need to say no. Mayor Koch needs to learn taxpayers' money does not grow on trees. And that's a theme. I mean, the thing is, is that people are, I can keep saying this because I can't tell you everywhere I go, people are telling me how much it's hurt, they're hurting for, yeah. for everything. They're having to go back. So people that were working from home, the luxury of working from home is going away. They're going back on the trains. They're going back in town. They're paying for parking. They're, it's just, and I'm not saying that, that like the world has come back in, in, a, in a good way. It's come back to normality. And as that happens, so will the cost of goods. Right. <laughs> Things will change. But the, the real problem that people are having is that it's just costing too much and they just, it, it, everything's multi-million dollars, you know, escalation of costs. And it's, it's, it's just about, it's bound to be problematic. Yeah. yeah 200 million would, would easily be the most expensive police station in the state, right? I would think, yeah. I mean, and again, you know, nobody's saying that it doesn't have to be a nice building, but I think there's ways that they could have, they could go back and they could, they could look at the materials that are using and change the roof line, change the windows, change yep. Just change architecturally some of the things they're doing to make it more affordable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and then this one is maybe talking about our, our, our last podcast, mm -hmm. I think. Or <laughs> it was our last podcast. It was. And it came in, it came in before I got COVID. So. Um, hello, Ann. Hello, Kevin. Thinking about all the city projects that are languishing. I'd like to provide a bit of perspective. Take the Greenleaf Street Rehab, for instance, just as an example. Work began in 2017 and the interior is still unfinished, essentially gutted. Here are a couple of instances that should provide a clear sense of perspective. The Hoover Dam was completed in less than three years. The Empire State Building was completed in 18 months, 45 days ahead of schedule. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> so the Greenleaf Building is definitely something that's very... Um odd to me because you know they 
they started in 2017 with the intention that this was going to be for the, the public building headquarters and they were going to move that over there and it's 2022 and it's still gutted. Right. And I think in the Quincy Sun, the administration said that they were about to move in any day now. Right. Which is, you know, it's hysterical. And then I think there was one other one. I don't know if you have the other one, but I know that somebody had written in and said that they walked by, um, they walked by the Greenleaf building to look at the windows because we encourage people, hey, if you're by the Greenleaf building, go ahead and walk on yeah. by and take a quick look. And they said, they put stuff up in the windows. Put, we can't, yeah, we can't look in. Stuff over the window. So, so instead, and that's and that's the real sad statement. So obviously, you know, the fact that people are people are taking the time and looking into things and, and taking notice of the projects that are happening here in the city of Quincy that are not getting done, that are that are taking forever, the and not transparent about the cost that it's costing. And, and that's not the end of things they want to do, right? They want to do Quincy College. They want to do yeah. So we, the so fire headquarters. They want to um, do a, uh, they want to do a, a presidential library. Right. They, and they, then are we really going to do that in they, a recession? We also have a marina that we yeah. have no plans for. And we have, you know, there's just a lot of things that, that we've invested a ton of money in real estate that we have no plans for some of these things. But let's think about this. Back when we were in the height, the height of COVID 20, I think it was the spring, the, the fall of 2020. And I wanted a list of priorities because we also have the Richard Pistofaro um, early education building that they're doing as well. And I and before I could approve that, I was saying I need to know like what are your priorities? We're in the middle of we're that has gone up tremendously in cost. Yeah, and we're using Esther money for that, and yeah. that's a building that's not going to be Esther money is COVID money COVID for money education. Schools. Yeah, and, and they're using that for for the they're using that for that building, but that building's not going to be solely for Quincy Public School kids. It's going to be a building that they'll take in students from around the other communities. So again, not not necessarily an appropriate use of that money, but they'll use it. But we're not using any COVID money to offset for our taxpayers. But my point of that, Kevin, is back at that time, I asked the administration to give us a list of their priorities. What it is that you want to get accomplished and how are you going to spend it? And they said, the priority is what I put in front of you, yeah. the city council. And let me tell you, it, I'm not asking for it because I, I'm trying to, you know, I feel like that's a necessity in government, especially in government when we're working in this situation, we're working through COVID. We're in, headed, we're, we're in a recession. We're running into, we're, we're going with interest rates that are climbing. It's going to cost us more money to do things. It's important for people to know that we have their backs, that we're not just out spending, 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 that we're, right. we're really conscientious of what we're doing and that we're, we want to protect the taxpayers. We want to be able to do this together. And it should, the answer shouldn't be if you can't afford it, move. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, this is our community. This is our government and we can manage it. But we have to hold on tight to say that not everything is a yes, and we can question these things. So that does it for this week on City Limits. Thanks, everybody. Remember, clocks are going back this weekend. <laughs> Extra hour sleep. <laughs> Looking forward to it. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>